Uh, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. And this is a podcast about the Bible. In our mm. year-long journey through the Bible, the thing that we're trying to drive home is that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. You come to the Bible to look through it yeah. to see God, not at it to see you. Absolutely. Yep. And we're right here in 2 Samuel, and we are in uh, 13 through 16, mm. and we are moving right along, and David committed this uh, ill sin in the last last time we right. talked, and uh, God was still faithful yeah. and kind and showed his grace. Um, but here, man, things are just starting to go downhill, right. and we see that there is lust in David's lineage. Yeah. Mm. It's all up through there, bro. It is. So this is like, <laughs> <laughs> I forget who told this joke, but- have you ever seen an old person f fall and mm. try to catch themselves? That sounds like a Dave Chappelle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it so they fall and in slow motion, there's so many things that they could grab at. Yeah, but they just miss it all, and you just see the tragedy unfolding and unraveling, and that's chapter thirteen mm. to sixteen. Yeah, it just. The Jenga piece has been removed from the bottom and you see things start to crumble. This David who had an amazing rise, mm -hmm. this one act mm. of gross sin, now everything unravels. Yeah. And yeah. he's, bro, he's the king. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So not only are other people watching him, and right. for his example, his kids are definitely watching him. Right. And so his oldest son, Amnon, yeah. basically rapes his half-sister. He rapes his sister Tamar, bro. Right. And what's crazy is that his homeboy, yeah. Jonadab, who the Bible will say is wise. Sets the whole thing sets up. Sets the whole thing up. And that tells me right away, like, oh, we can use our gifts. Mm. For good or for evil. Right. One. Yeah. And it's just so unfortunate too, like going off the, the text for a second, like how like so many evil people in history were brilliant. Brilliant. Yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's smart. Yeah. That's just uh, that's just disturbing. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. So so you know, it's one thing for something like this to take place underneath your watch. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's crazy how relevant the Bible is. It's not unlike many scandals of sexual abuse that takes place today, right? Mm, mm. It happens, and the people in power knows that it takes place, oh, man. and they don't do anything about it. Ooh, so it says, David bro. hears about it, oh. doesn't do anything, and, and then it goes on and says this. He, he, uh, it says, he heard about it, and he was angry. Mm. And then in verse 13, the very next verse, after it talks about his anger, basically says this. Bro. Two years later. Fam. And what you have is Absalom, his son, basically comes up with this plan to kill Amnon. And once he does it, folks have said, yeah, dog, he's been sitting on that one for two years. Mm. And so you just look at this. David had this opportunity. Yeah. Over the course of two years to bring justice to one of his sons to help calm the other one down. And like Edmund Burke says, right, the only thing that's needed for evil to thrive in this world good is for man. good men to do nothing. nothing. And good. we see the same type of passivity in mm -hmm. David that we saw in Jacob. Good boy. Ah. When his daughter gets right. And we're yeah. starting to see, yo, 
all these guys are from the promised line. Come on, man. And they still have these, not, like, not just these small hosts, these major character flaws. Yeah. Yeah. They all have a little atom in them. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. And, man, it's, I, I don't want to skip over to the fact, again, man, the Bible is so uh, real. It's being historical here. It's right. telling you what happened. It's telling you the landscape. Yeah. But it's also being theological. And it's saying, yo, legit, it is saying she was humiliated. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And for him, the Torah said, yo, if you do that, you literally deserve to die. But if you if you take her and marry her, right, right, then all right, we can try to work through some things. He sends her away. And the laws and how things work back then. I mean, we can They're get into a whole same, thing, right? but it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. incest in the way that we think of it. Right, right. Even the way that they would talk about the relational aspect so there's so much more context yeah yeah yeah, to, yeah. To, to that. but uh man he humili- he humiliates her david like you said doesn't do anything Ab- uh, absalom was sitting on it for two years killed then he dips right he go he's like i'm out yeah and the crazy thing is you know one of uh david's guys joab is like man he devises this scheme to try to get absalom back yeah and absalom comes back right but what you see is that David doesn't, he don't even look at him. He, he doesn't confront him or yeah. talk to him. He yeah. doesn't confront him or anything. But I think th- there's that. And then there's a, another thing where he doesn't, the Bible says his face. They didn't see, they didn't see face to face. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a lot to explain. But just this idea of Amnon was the next in line to be on mm. the throne. Yeah. Absalom is like, yo, it's, it's my time now. Right. But you killed your brother. Yeah. Right? Um, like Cain. Cain, who didn't receive the promise because he killed his brother, was sent away. Right. Absalom is sent away, and he doesn't get uh, to be part of the promised line. Mm. And so that not uh, putting his face on Absalom is more theological, and that he didn't have the blessing, right? Yeah, and in, in the same way in Numbers six, yep. where that's exactly Moses, what's going on. This is like, yo, God, cause your face to shine to on shine us. on us. Look at us. Show us that we have your favor yeah but after that he gets reckless yeah so he's like bet he don't he don't want to put me on the throne right. i'm gonna take it yeah right and so we just see again yo like we don't want to submit to god's king we we want to be king ourselves, right. bro. Mm. and you see that come up at absalom too yep and the whole thing just starts to unravel that's yep. the one word that comes through here and i love how you titled the joint at the start lust and it's lineage yeah that like we said right in the last section david sins yeah nathan calls him out on that sin Mm -hmm. and he owns up Mm -hmm. and nathan says yo david your sins are forgiven Uh, but our sins being forgiven you know frees us from the penalty of the sin Mm -hmm. but it doesn't free us or the people that surround us from its consequences. consequences yeah and that's what we see right here yeah. And it's crazy too that the fact that Absalom is called uh like a handsome man. Yeah. And uh eventually by the end of the text, he turns Israel to his side. Right. <laughs> and Israel has this propensity to look at outward appearance. That's like a theme in, in yeah. Samuel. You know, God, uh David is um God doesn't look at outward appearance. Yeah. Saul was this impressive, handsome man, yeah. and now Absalom is. And they like, oh, this Absalom, he took down old dude. He might be alright. Like, oh, man, he alright. Let's just turn yeah. with him. And so you even see the people's propensity to be, to be deceived, right? Right. Um, and following a king that's not ordained by Yahweh. Um, and in the end, 
it's just so grievous, bro. Absalom sleeps with David's concubines. Right. But one that was go ahead. What God said in, in, on the rooftop, I want everybody to to, to see it. Yeah. Yep. And everybody's seen it. That was yeah. He's fulfilling what Nathan said in Second Samuel twelve. Right. Um. But you just see, bro, the nation is is going right back down. Right. And then the higher sometimes, man, the higher the rise, the steeper the fall, right. bro. Like li- Israel was literally at the pinnacle of their uh yeah, prosperity and yeah. um flourishing of it as a nation. Right. And you see, because of the bad decisions of its leaders. Yep. And the royal family. Yeah. Um, they're going they're going down. Yes. And so we find ourselves at the end of this, right? Just, you know, God promised them a king. David mm-hmm. replaced Saul. Yeah. And people thought. This is it. This is it. And by the end of his life cycle, folks are like, this ain't it, fam. Yeah. We and that's why else. Yeah, yeah. God's going to say it. in through psalmist in Psalm 146, mm. don't put your trust in princes, the good mm. ones or the bad ones, because yeah. everybody's complicated mm. and they're not going to be the one that we should put our hope in. Yeah. But this is starting to awake or to wet our appetite for a king that will come, yeah. that will never disappoint, that will enact justice yeah. and mercy. He'll hold the guilty accountable, but he'll bring the exile back yeah. and yeah, cause his face to shine on those that have done the worst things. That king is the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus.